and welcome to a very special edition of a Yeah Guys podcast because this is the 20th episode of a Yeah Guys podcast. Mm. I'm your host, Aram, and I'm joined with my two co-hosts, Tony and Parker. How are you guys doing? I'm doing fantastic. How are you, Parker? I'm doing great. Uh, you know, Tony's back this week, so, uh, you know, we, we've got our third musketeer back, so that's always nice. <laughs> All right. And, uh, yeah, like, like we said, this is a special episode because it's the 20th, and we thought it would be good to change things up a little bit. We actually got a special podcast, and we'll get him in uh, later talking about Clemson. He attends Clemson, and uh, this is his last year at Clemson, and he's been through it all with uh, their football team. Uh, so it's going to be fun to hear what he does um, school-wise and what he thinks about his football team. And we may also get his opinion on the Dolphins because he's also a Dolphins uh, fan as well. But uh, there was some good football over uh, last weekend now. Um, it's almost beginning the, the new week with football here, college fo- sorry, uh, Thursday night football NFL-wise uh, starting right now. But uh, we'll take a step back and go look back at week 11 in, in the college realm. And uh, honestly, uh, we had some pretty solid games um and it started with uh, in the morning uh we had michigan uh winning on the road in penn state and tony we'll start with you uh what'd you think about this one like a good win for for michigan we kind of expect them to kind of choke it uh, choke these games uh, uh the past couple years but uh, they came through with a win on the road definitely yeah this was uh, a tough game it was an early like uh, an early kickoff like you said so it was kind of get up and you got to play um i thought penn state showed a lot of um, what you might call it, a lot of fight. Um, unfortunately, they did have to settle for three field goals uh, in the span of the game. So that was one reason I think that came down to them uh, not winning this game. Also, when they did get the uh, late fumble with about five and a half minutes left or about six minutes left, uh, they were forced to only a field goal. Um, so that was a big thing. And then uh, Michigan with their incredible tight end, Kate, or, uh, Eric All. Uh, got a 47-yard touchdown to win it, and uh, after that, Penn State just struggled. So, yeah, huge win for them, and they are 9-1. and one. How about you, Parker? Yeah, just one guy to uh, talk about, Hassan Haskins, the running back for the Michigan Wolverines. Had 31 carries for 156 yards, and uh, um, he averaged five a carry. So just a very strong running game that you know led them to uh, the win. Yeah, um, big win for Michigan on the road, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll move on here. Um, Baylor, Tony, uh, they they kind of stepped their Oklahoma's throats and kind of proved why uh, maybe they they're, they're uh, legit this year. They're well coached. They they buy into their system, and they played a really really impressive home game against a good football team. Uh, just any thoughts on this one? Yeah, uh, my credits got to go to their defense. Uh, Caleb Williams, no touchdowns, two picks. They held Kennedy Brooks, their running back, to just 55 yards. And uh, Oklahoma was two for nine on third down. So great job by Baylor's defense. How about you, Parker? Yeah, just a weird game. Um, Rattler came in and went four for six with 36 yards. So uh, just a very weird game. And, uh, you know, Baylor, you know, upsets the uh, number eight team. And uh, just a, another weird game for for Oklahoma in this really roller coaster season for them. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'm not sure if uh, any of you guys know, but did Caleb Williams did he get hurt? Is that the reason why he got replaced, or was it just lopsided and they just didn't uh, get him back? Tony, do you know? 
seen anything. I think they might have just um, was it just a benching? It might have been. Yeah, I think that they just like switched it up because they. Mm, I don't see. They haven't anything. made like anything saying like uh, Rattlers the uh, the starter now or anything like that. So yeah, yeah I well, think they just took him out. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's a step back for Caleb Williams, but uh, we'll see how he uh, responds next week or this week technically. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, um, moving on, we we have a uh, a big win from Ohio State University finally. Um, they, <laughs> Purdue, they're not really uh, upsetting this week. Or, uh, they didn't, they didn't upset, uh, upset the Ohio State uh, Buckeyes here, Tony. Uh, big game for the Buckeyes. Definitely, yeah. This game uh, was, to be honest, the final score I don't think was as indicative as it was. I mean, this was a 35-7 to game at one point. Um, so definitely uh, a big win for Ohio State. Parker will get into a, a great wide receiver on Ohio State side, but just a great team effort by them on the offensive side and love cj stroud how about you yeah um i'd just like to say that you know i think that ohio state really takes these you know these revenge games if you will uh you know very seriously uh you know with the evidence being when they upset clemson a few years ago with justin fields you know absolutely absolutely balling up but uh purdue if you guys remember a few years ago was the team that upset them i think Tony, you probably know better than I do, but they were pretty heavy favorites and they got upset. That's correct. And, uh, you know, they they that rep this season, Purdue did, and Ohio State just kind of shut that right down with, you know, just a massive game from their first-round pick for sure, top 15, maybe even top 10 wide receiver, Garrett Wilson, mm. who had 10 receptions for 126 yards, three touchdowns and also had one rush for 51 yards and a touchdown. So mm. uh, when you get this guy, the ball special things happen and it'll just continue the tree of, you know, stud wide receivers coming out of Ohio state. And I'd just like to say you guys, the big three, uh, listen to this Jackson Smith and Njiba. I think that's how you pronounce it. Njigba. Tony, correct me if I'm wrong. Njigba. 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 Yeah. Njigba. You got it though. Nine receptions. 139 yards and a touchdown. Garrett Wilson, 10 receptions, 126 yards, three touchdowns. Chris Olave, nine receptions, 85 yards and a touchdown. Mm. I mean, if you guys could pick a school that has a, a better three receivers right now, I don't think you guys would be able to find one. And it just goes to prove that this, that this program is just amazing at, at producing um, NFL talent. Mm. Yeah. Big win, indeed. Uh, they got some firepower on that offense, and, you know, playoff time is coming. So uh, it's that time where they need to step up, and Ohio State has a good chance to, to make it. Silently, but... silently stepping up. They're not really under the radar, you know, as much this year. I, I think, you know, Oklahoma, Cincinnati, teams like that are kind of in the spotlight more, and they're just kind of sneakily mm-hmm. coming up after that weird <laughs> loss against Oregon. Yeah. Well, uh, moving on now, uh, we have Ole Miss uh, with a good home win against uh, Texas A&M. And uh, kind of, Tony, what I have written down is just the resiliency of Matt Corral. I think he's done a good job these last couple weeks. He's been banged up, but he's managing the game pretty well. And honestly, I think he's a pretty solid quarterback quarterback uh, prospect uh, for the NFL if, you know, an NFL team is looking at uh, wins and uh, the way quarterbacks generate you know, um, firepower while they're um, 
hurt or while they're playing big games. I think they're going to look at Corral and maybe be impressed a little bit, but uh, a big win for them nonetheless. Definitely, yep. This was definitely, a, a, I would say, a big win for Ole Miss. Uh, we saw their defense come up with some huge plays there towards the end, that that pick six that really kind of sealed the game at the time. But, yes, Matt Corral has all those intangibles that you would kind of want in a quarterback, to be honest, when you're drafting someone or bringing someone into your NFL uh, team so yeah big uh, big play from him and only 10 rushes this week so again they're kind of limiting him to the amount of times that he runs the ball which I think it's good for everybody so how about you Parker yeah it's kind of weird you mentioned 10 rushes um, he had he actually totaled uh, negative five yards so not not really a, a whole lot on the ground <laughs> yeah um, but uh, through the air, uh, 247 one touchdown on 24 completions so just kind of an average day Honestly, but, uh, you know, like Tony said, the the running game and the defense stepped up big for Ole Miss this week mm-hmm. and, you know, led them to an upset to, uh, I guess you could say it was an upset victory against Texas yeah. A&M. Yeah, it was an upset, I think. Um, and, yeah, we'll move on. Uh, Wake Forest, they're just continuing their, their big season. And, um, yeah, they, they have a big test this week, which we'll, uh, uh, we'll go, go over with our special guest. But uh, Wake Forest... Uh, last week with a big win uh, against uh, NC State, and uh, Tony, this kind of just flexed the guns for for Wake Forest. They they they're very explosive. They're putting up crazy amount of points, and they're able uh, able to uh, outlast NC State here. Definitely. So this was a clash of the top two teams in the Coastal Division of the ACC. So this was definitely a possible. Obviously, we we'll talk about it later. But the the big game coming up next week for Wake Forest. But this is. This at the time was kind of who could possibly go to the ACC title game from the Coastal or the Atlantic, excuse me. And, yep, this was a a wonderful uh, back-and-forth shootout, obviously ultimately won by Wake Forest. Uh, Everybody put up big numbers. Hartman continued his incredible season at quarterbacking for Wake Forest and got a huge win for them. How about you, Parker? Yeah, you know, you you pretty much capped it off pretty good. Um, Just a a back-and-forth game and Wake Forest – Continues to, uh, you know, dominate. Not, not not dominate, but pretty much dominate offensively, being able to pretty pretty much score points at will with a very balanced rushing attack as well as a passing attack. So, uh, mm-hmm. a good good game this week. And um, yeah, Ram, you can uh, you can finish this one off. Yeah, nothing not too much to add. Just a big win for Wake Forest, and it was fun watching the highlights because there were a lot of points. <laughs> uh, so yeah, move yeah, moving on. Uh, San Diego State with a good win at home, but uh, Tony, honestly, if you're Nevada, you can't be too mad. They they were in the game and uh, they they competed. Um, of a game than uh, I think a lot of people thought would be. Uh, on paper, it kind of was like okay, but like also Nevada was Nevada was seven and two. Excuse me, going into the contest, and yeah, it was. There was moments where I mean they actually had the lead in the fourth quarter before they got a uh, before San Diego State got a late clutch field goal from their star kicker who's been absolutely incredible Matt Ariaza. Uh, just side note, quick Matt Ariaza for San Diego State has two punts of over eighty yards this season. Oh my um, god! Part of that because the ball at the end of the day is rolling more at the end, but yeah, uh, so pretty incredible season he's had um, kicking the ball and punting. But a uh, big win for San Diego State, 9-1. and one. Uh, Let's see if they go up in the rankings. How about you, Parker? Yeah, just like for you guys to, you know, uh, keep a, uh, a, a 
AI on this name. Carson Strong, the uh, Nevada quarterback, 34 of 48, 350 mm. yards and three touchdowns on a, a pretty good day um, in, a, in a losing effort. But just a, a name to keep an eye on as a, a potential NFL talent. So Yeah. Ah, well, you know, both teams played well, and it was a good game, but San Diego State uh, came up with the victory there. So uh, now we'll just kind of go down the schedule. I'll go over some notable things that happened. Um, we have Iowa uh, beating Minnesota. Uh, that's probably the Gophers' last hope uh, for being a ranked team. Uh, Iowa with a good win. <laughs> well, I think we predicted that one, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, we Actually, did. yeah, let, let, let's slow down here. Let, let me slow down here. Um Tony, I'm not sure if you watched this one, but I didn't really tune into it. I knew it was going to happen. I actually did watch it. Yeah, I watched but, it. Uh, first, we're going to go with uh, Tony here. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying, I usually don't watch college football games. So, gotcha, gotcha. watching this one was, was a good It was a good game. Yeah, well, well, we look forward to hearing you. Uh, but first, we got to go with Tony. <laughs> <laughs> got to love it. Honestly, I actually did not have this on my, my picks list, so um, that's my fault. But uh, I actually did not watch this because it happened while I was at work. But uh, typical Gophers, um, their their uh, <laughs> losing streak continues in Ames, Iowa. Uh, can't get the job done. Um, Look like they were doing really good up uh, thirteen to ten. But um, just big uh, big game from Iowa. Their offense kind of came back and clicked a little bit. They got some good contributions offensively and another. Uh, Another year of them beating the Gophers. How about you, Parker? Yeah, I was. A, it was a pretty close game to the end. Um, I was actually at, at a restaurant with a lot of Minnesota fans, uh, <laughs> hanging their heads at the end of the day because uh, they <laughs> they just knew that their team just was not good enough, and uh, they had a, a a ton of chances to to score and to and to to put this game away, but they just let Iowa come back, and then they you know ran into problems at the end of the game and. Just kind of, uh, you know, makes you look at um, PJ Flack. I mean, he's he's a good coach, I th- I think, but sometimes it just it's it feels like the mistakes are just rolling over, uh, you know, at the same time. Uh, just a a, a a a typical Minnesota game of of you know being up and kind of losing the losing the game at the end. Uh, Aram, uh, you want to finish uh, this week in college football off? Yeah, I uh, didn't watch this Iowa game, but uh, yeah, like you said, um, they just lost lo- lost the energy, I guess, and just kind of blew it. But um, PJ Fleck, I think he got an extension, but at this he point, did. Uh, yeah, win- wins mean more than anything. And if you're the Gophers, you're not really looking for moral victories. It's not like they've been they they weren't you know years ago, and PJ Fleck has kind of brought them onto the map. But at this point, you just got to win games, and they they've competed um, with rankings and all that, but they just not. They just have not won that big game. Um, so I guess uh, we'll see what happens. But, uh, yep, a good win for Iowa. Um, and just going down the line here, it looks like we had an upset, if I can make it to that game. Uh, Mississippi State uh, on the road beating Auburn um, and just shutting everybody up uh, in Auburn over there, scoring 20 points in the fourth quarter. Mm. Uh, did you? Did any of you guys watch this one, Tony? I did not, but uh, Mississippi State's quarterback had an unbelievable – Mm-hmm. I think he had like five or six touchdown passes. Like my God, uh, yeah, big win for them. Uh, Auburn's defense looked in shambles, and that's a really tough blow for them. 
Mm-hmm. Anything from you, Parker? Yeah, I'd just like to to touch on probably the most embarrassing game um, of the weekend, which is Miami's loss to Florida State. Um, Tony, it just makes you sick to your stomach, you know, just, just talking about it. But I, I think it's time for uh, something to uh, change in, in Miami. I mean, this Florida State team might have been the worst team that they have played over the past five years of, of their winning streaks. And to see them lose in, in the matter that they did just, uh, you know, c- confirms that, you know, things need to be switched up. So Amen. Uh, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that game, but just you know, em- embarrassing. Yeah, definitely not uh, not up to par and up to standard with Miami. I know we've enjoyed uh, them beating the Seminoles for I think the last three or four seasons now. Five years. Uh, five years. Excuse me. There you go. Uh, but uh, yeah, just it's it a shame to see their defense kind of not come up there at the end. And like you said, I think change at the top should uh, maybe be a priority this off season and 100%. some management. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, anything else, Parker? That would be all for me. Um, I okay. I think I've seen actually one more thing. C.J. Stroud looks like he's favorited to win the Heisman at this point in time. Ooh. Just something to keep an eye on. Yeah, and he's got the weapons to do it. So uh, we'll see how that uh, ends up. But uh, honestly, guys, I don't have anything else. Um, yeah, and that, that's going to close the door here on the college football realm of uh, Week Eleven. It's it's almost that time where it's the end. But uh, I don't want to talk about that. Um, we'll uh, move on to the NFL. Um, and it starts with uh, the Dallas Cowboys just laying a whooping um, on Atlanta. Um, Tony, uh, Dallas kind of just showed why they do have a lot of talent. And maybe they're a playoff team. I think they are a playoff team, but they kind of just got back on track here. Definitely. Yeah. This was a, uh, I, I think this was kind of like a statement game. Everyone was talking a lot of smash about them after they're really just disappointing performance last week against Denver. Uh, mm-hmm. Dak came out, that offense just came out, and Atlanta was just not ready for this game. And, man, 40-point 40, 40 victory. You don't see that very often in the NFL. So big credit to uh, Dallas and their offense and defense. It looks like everything's clicking for them. How about you, mm-hmm. Parker? Yeah, just an absolute uh, demolition fest of uh, the Atlanta Falcons who fall to 4-5. and five. Uh, Dallas improves to seven and two, and you know, statement win for Dallas just blew them right out of the building. So, uh, not much to talk about other than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, Dallas with a good win in Atlanta. They're currently playing right now, but they're kind of not in a good situation. Yeah, true. To be honest, yeah, they they lost uh, Cordell Patterson with an ankle injury, so oh, uh, it just no. makes it worse. Yeah, um, yeah. So moving on, uh, the Tennessee Titans with a good home win against New Orleans. Uh, Nolens, uh, they kind of Nolens. They they kind of came back <laughs> at the end there. They had a, a two point conversion to tie things up, but they just couldn't get the job done. Uh, Tony, kind of life without Derrick Henry isn't a train wreck to them, but you know they they're winning games, so just a good, good job by them. They definitely are. Uh, Devonte, uh, or excuse me, I'm so sorry. <laughs> In this game. <laughs> Uh, Dante Foreman, I'm sorry, the wrong other other one. He had a pretty solid performance. Uh, well, not pretty solid, but you know it was enough. Uh, AP came in and made some good rushes. Um, really unfortunate for New Orleans. Uh, their kicker um, missed two extra points, and that's kind of like as you mentioned earlier, what came down to them having to kick the field goal. But just 
their offense didn't really look in sync. I think they had 12 points uh, at some point in the fourth quarter. And that's you're just not going to win a lot of games when you get there. They did get some stops on defense and a couple last-ditch efforts. But uh, Tennessee and Tannehill uh, did enough there, and their defense got enough stops earlier in the game to uh, to get the victory. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you, Parker? Yeah, you, you pretty much covered all the bases on that one. Um, Tennessee surviving and, and, and adapting to uh, win games. And the Saints struggling without their you know starting quarterback. So. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know where this really lands, uh, New Orleans, honestly. They don't have their quarterback anymore. I don't think they're in the race, but uh, who knows? Maybe Sean Payton can muster something up and find find a way to get their team to win games. But uh, we'll see. Big hit for them, especially Kamara now. He he's, doesn't look like he's going to play this week, but uh, he's dealing with an injury. Um, yeah, so uh, moving on here, we have the Colts and the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jags, they lose another game, but they made it close. Um and the, the Colts defense had to come up with a stop at the end there, which they did. But uh, uh, Tony, just bad all around for Jacksonville. They don't have a good connection, uh, <laughs> just especially their the number one wide receiver. I I have to talk about this because he's on my fantasy team. Marvin Jones, he's on one of my fantasy teams. And wa- just watching their connection, Trevor Lawrence and Marvin Jones, it looks like they don't even practice. I don't know what's going on. They, it doesn't look like this team practices. It looks like they just go out there and say, eh, Screw it. Just go out and hit somebody or something like that. It doesn't look like they prepare. They just don't look prepared. They they don't play up to standards. And Tony, just a, a good win for the Colts, I guess. And uh, they they keep it rolling. Definitely, yeah. Uh, Sixteen of thirty five for Lawrence. Mm. Also, I'm looking at some of the uh, people on the depth chart. Uh, when he threw to Jamal Agnew, he was zero for five. He had five targets, no catches. And like uh, like you reiterated to uh, Marvin Jones, are there two catches, two receptions on six targets? Oh, uh, not going to win a lot of games with that. Uh, and then on the opposite side, um, it's kind of crazy when you look at this. Uh, no, neither quarterback had any touchdown passes in this game. But uh, Jonathan Taylor for the Colts on the ground did what he does, and you give him the ball and you get wins. So that's mm-hmm. pretty much all it takes. How about you, Parker? Simple recipe. Yeah, I'd just like to say that if uh, a guy that rhymes with Austin Yields uh, had the, the kind of performance that, Wonder that, who that, Lawrence, is. <laughs> that uh, Lawrence did, uh, he'd get, you know, thrashed and thrashed and trashed. And, uh, I mean, 16 out of 35 is, you know, pretty bad. Uh, 162 yards. I mean, that It's just not a whole lot going on. And it, 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 it just goes back – the the point of of expecting rookies to come in and you know set the league on fire and it's some of these these teams are just not built to win right now and you know I could see why they would want a player to sit like one full season and especially in Jacksonville I mean Aram do you think Trevor Lawrence is like really learning you know much of anything or, or do you think that it's it's kind of a losing you know situation right now I think he's learning a lot but it has nothing to do with his mechanics improving I don't think he's improved at all since week one I I don't see right. improvement I don't see you know his mechanics seem off I and like you know no one as, there as crap as the Bears coaches are at least, like, we're seeing some improvement from fields, but it just seems like the Jacksonville, like you said, Aram, 
it's just like they don't do walkthroughs and they don't I mean like it it, it just seems like they don't practice. Mm-hmm. Just give it to James Robinson. We'll see what happens. Right. <laughs> Run a few play actions and maybe yeah. they'll get tricked out of their boots. But right. And also, Parker, before before you go on, if you had anything else, their leading wide receiver is a tight end. And if you just think he about was... a quarter, a quarterback's mechanic, they're the closest person that's going to get the ball is either the running back or their tight end. So it shows that Trevor Lawrence is not seeing the field. It showing it shows that they don't have the plays to you know mitigate that and try to get him away you know away from his exactly. tight end deep down the field it's just not not good did you have anything else to add Parker yeah you know Dan Arnold was actually the player that came back on the trade that sent former first round pick uh, CJ Henderson to the Carolina Panthers right and um it just seems kind of silly that you know let me name some names um you know like you said James Robinson uh, Laval Chenault, or what's his name? Laviscus. Laviscus Chenault. He's he's actually a very good talent, I believe, and yeah. I feel like they're not utilizing him, you know, in right. the way that they need to. And you know, same with with Marvin Jones. I mean, seeing these stats, I mean, it it almost looks like this is after a quarter of play. I mean, right. This is a True. whole game here. I mean, it is just unbelievable. Yeah. And also, For, and this is seven weeks, trash. eight weeks going now. Yep, exactly. Yeah, Teresa. I mean, you can't expect to win. It's just team team building. I think is just not there with them, and mm-hmm. I think you know it. It it, it kind of pains me because I I kind of like um, Urban Meyer as as a coach, and you know used to like him in the college ranks, but I I just think that he he kind of took a, a bite a little. Bit too big that he could chew uh, with this situation here. I can tell he's overwhelmed, and I don't. I just don't know. It must be so tiring for Jaguars. I don't know if there is a Jaguars fan out there. It's a true. I'm sure there are true Jaguars fans out there, but uh, it must just be so tiring to watch just incompetence um, show up every single week and every single year. But uh, mm-hmm. Parker, did you have anything else, or shall we move on? We can. We can. You know, move on to the next game. For- you're right. Um, uh, New England, they're just they're they're good. Uh, they have good coaching. They have good enough players to follow what their coaches want them to do. They're disciplined. They practice <laughs> number one, like some other teams don't. <laughs> they prepare and they show that they are oh, inferior to. <laughs> but uh, they played just so much better than the Cleveland Browns did. They were just. All over them on the ground. Uh, uh, great game, um, Tony. I don't know if you watched this one, but just Mac Jones was just so good. He was. I uh, I was watching this game happily, and actually, it got to the point where the game was so bad they said, uh, "We're going to take you to a more <laughs> We're take you to Tennessee." Game. <laughs> so I uh, kind of wanted to watch the fourth quarter, but I guess the Tennessee That's game was a little bit do. more. Yeah. Uh, Wow. I also noticed that, and I was like, what the heck? Right. Uh, so Cleveland's quarterbacks combined with Keenum and Baker were combined 118, uh, 118 yards combined. Yikes. Um, and then, yeah, 19 of 23 for Mac Jones. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Magnificent. Magisterial, as I would say. Uh, <laughs> how about you, Parker? You got any thoughts? Yeah, I just have a guy I'd like to highlight. His name is uh, Ramonde, or Ramondre. Stevenson, running back for the New England Patriots, who uh, carried the ball 20 times, had 100 yards and two touchdowns. And he was just, 
if you watch the game, I mean, he was just dominating, you know, the line of scrimmage. Every rush was going for five, six yards. And, you know, you can't really expect to, you know, win games when, you know, you can't stop the run. And it opened up the, you know, aerial attack for Mr. Mack, Mack attack. And he, uh, he did attack and he had Justin Fields, not to bring him up again, but, and Mac Jones are both kind of, you know, Mac Jones, especially separating himself from, you know, the other rookies. And like I said, if you look at the other situations that some of these quarterbacks are in, and you look at the situation that Mac Jones is in, even if the talent isn't necessarily better on the, on the New England side of the ball, just the scheme and the way that they run and, and play the football is, is, is probably better than any other team in the league. And mm-hmm. it just shows, you know, week after week, you see a, a rookie quarterback learning and learning and a team gel together. So, you know, they could be a scary team in even one year, you know, right. in in one year's time, they could be, you know, one of the best teams in the league. So something, something to watch for sure. Yeah. And uh, as you we were talking, Parker, uh, Mac Jones, not to spoil anything, he just threw a touchdown, touchdown pass. So um, he is, <laughs> he is on fire wow. right now. He's, he's just unreal. And the Patriots over there, they're complete opposite of what uh, Jacksonville is when it comes to coaching and all that mm-hmm. kind of fun stuff. So, um, yeah, we're we're gonna move on. If you on. look at the way that both organizations are are handling the rookie quarterback, mm-hmm. and we're Completely talking about different. the first overall pick in Jacksonville and the fifteenth overall pick in you know Mac Jones, and we're seeing Mac Jones thriving, where one quarterback who might be more talented is is you know suffering. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, maybe Jacksonville's looking on and they want to get uh, Trevor Lawrence to this. Uh, type of play that they're seeing from Mac Jones, which uh, that that would definitely be a goal to try to get to because uh, it's just not even fair right now, mm-hmm. uh, the, the difference between these two teams. But, uh, yeah, moving on, um, we had Buffalo uh, winning on the road, just dominating uh, Mike White. I think the story is over, Tony. Uh, Joe Flacco is going to be taking the reins, and I don't I don't think it's injury-related. Um, I think just Mike White doesn't do well. He, had, he didn't do well against the Bills, and – um, just this game is just a step back for him, but a big win for, or not a big win, but a good win for Buffalo. Definitely. Yeah. Considering what we've seen uh, over the last couple of weeks, uh, especially after last week, uh, we kind of started to question Buffalo as crazy as that sounds, but it's an F five and three coming in this game. Yeah. We kind of looked at like, well, if Josh Allen's not going to do anything, then who else is? And they definitely, he mm-hmm. definitely got some contributions around him. Mike White, like you said, four <laughs> interceptions, uh, yeah, still threw for 250 yards. Go give him that. But yeah, just uh, too many turnovers, too many mistakes. Big win for Buffalo, and they they improved to six and three. How about you, Parker? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I just like to say Stephon Diggs' big week: eight catches, 162 yards, and a touchdown against. Uh, let's probably just call it the worst uh, talented team in the league in the uh, <laughs> New York Jets. So. Yeah, no arguments there. Um, <laughs> moving on to our first tie of the year, and it goes to Detroit and Pittsburgh. Uh, this game was just sloppy. Detroit, they had a chance to to come to to actually win the game outright in the fourth quarter. I think they blew it. Um, and blew the Steelers it. had a chance to yeah win the game, and they blew it themselves. So uh, this is a much deserved tie for both teams. Just abysmal uh, at times, and. Uh, they, the Steelers miss uh, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, don't they, Tony? They really do. I thought this was kind of funny. Uh, Jared Goff, with overtime and everything, 14 of 25. 
And then wow. you look at Mason Rudolph, uh, 30 of 50. <laughs> they still couldn't oh win. So he had almost gracious. twice as many completions. But, uh, yeah, just really unfortunate for Pittsburgh there in overtime. They looked like they were going to be inside Boswell's kind of range, and then they fumble it. And Detroit kind of had one last ditch effort there. But, yeah, really sloppy game. Um, like you said, life without Roethlisberger is – We've seen it a couple times over the last couple of years, and it has not been pretty. So I think Pittsburgh, before you start saying, uh, let's get Big Ben out of here, just appreciate mm-hmm. why you still got him because it could be way worse. But mm-hmm. Anything you want to add, Parker? Yeah, I'd just like to say that the losing streak in Detroit is over. But What a way to get it over by not even winning. That's good. That's good. <laughs> the most Detroit thing ever. <laughs> right. Uh, but I feel bad for uh, uh, DeAndre Swift, who carried the ball 33 times and had 130 yards and injured, wow. injured his shoulder in the weekend uh, tie. So um, just a tough situation for both teams right now. Um, and – Pittsburgh kind of trending down. Detroit has been down, so I guess they're trending up with the tie. But um, just a, we- a very weird, <laughs> strange game. But... Yeah. That's oh, funny. man. Well, yeah, that's that. you guys pretty much just debacled that one. Um, that was not a fun game to watch. And Detroit, yeah. they they didn't lose, but they didn't win. So <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Um, yeah, moving on. Uh, we have an upset Hey Ram, uh, just before I, before I we go on, I forgot that I was gonna mention something during the Ohio State game when I called out Garrett Wilson, and I was gonna say Garrett, Garrett Wilson, and Thank I you. was just gonna shout that out for you, and I totally forgot. Thank now you, and also we'll we'll mention a, a Cleveland Browns Miles Garrett, Garrett. Okay, moving on. Uh, Washington football team with a big win. Um, although they did win, they lost probably their best player, uh, Chase oh. Young, to an ACL tear. Yeah, that's tough. Um, yeah, tough one, but they, they ended up winning this game, beating uh, Tom Brady, who didn't have the best of games, honestly. Um, they nope. haven't looked that 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 good a couple weeks in a row here. Or I think they were on their bye, and before that they lost to the Saints. But uh, two losses in a row for uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Tony, do you see anything wrong here with uh, the Buccaneers here? I see a little bit uh, with their defense. Um, mm-hmm. To see what Washington was able to do there um, in the second half. As well as, I mean, to be honest, they, they considering everything – it was only 13 points in the first half, two field goals and a touchdown with the with the two Brady uh, interceptions. Um, but just the second half really looked like they couldn't get a stop when they needed it. Um, we kind of saw that with uh, in their last game uh, against the uh, the Saints, along with the the pick six to seal that game. But yeah, just um, the way that Washington was able to really keep the ball right, like. They uh, Tampa Bay made it a, a four-point game with 10 minutes left. And I think Washington had a drive that probably went um, – let me see, like uh, a 10-minute – a 10-and-a-half-minute drive <laughs> that ended in a touchdown. So I think that as much as Washington won it, I think also uh, Tampa Bay needs to work on a couple of things defensively. But uh, mm-hmm. because you, you take away those two Brady picks, I mean, that's – that's pretty much the game right there. Uh, it takes mm-hmm. off about six points. But anyways, yeah, just a tough loss for them. Big win for Washington. Prayers up. Chase Young, hopefully he gets better and he'll be ready, hopefully, before the 
by the start of uh, training camp or the season next year. So, yeah. Park, you got anything there? Yeah, I'm, I agree with you, Tony. I, I really feel for, for Chase Young, uh, one of my favorite young pass rushers in the league. So just mm-hmm. sucks to see something like that happen. But I just think, you know, Tampa Bay coming off of the bye kind of uh, made them, I don't know, struggle or something. But they just looked kind of weird in that game. And, Agreed. Uh, not, not on sync like we would normally expect from a Tom Brady-led offense. So they just got to, you know, iron out some of the kinks, and I, I think they'll be fine. But – Mm-hmm. A weird, tough loss for them, but sitting at six and three, first in the NFC South, so that uh, doesn't hurt. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, good win for Washington, probably their biggest win of the year. Um, and if their yeah. defense plays like that, you know, like they should <laughs> every week, I don't think they'd be losing these many games. But uh, yeah, uh, good win for them, and uh, moving on. Uh, Cam Cam Newton's back, and he even stated that uh, when he got into the end zone <laughs> the first time. Uh, he's I'm back. back. Yeah, I'm actually, back. Thank you for that, Parker. <laughs> actually, <laughs> it was it was interesting uh, during the week. He's he's kind of getting Panthers fans back on the wagon for their team. It's, <laughs> it's crazy to see. It's it's like it, it was a, a divorce, and they just didn't feel right not being together. And now they're back together, and they're like as powerful as ever. <laughs> and right. they 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 killed Arizona on the road. Um, I guess this may be a one-game anomaly. I guess we'll see. But Tony, um, not good. Nah, not good for the Cardinals. Although they were missing the starting quarterback, but it's weird because they beat San Francisco on the road and can't beat Carolina at home. At home. Um, Yikes. Yeah, maybe that just says a lot about Carolina, and maybe they're kind of turning turning the corner a little bit here. Definitely. I think, uh, I mean, I love just kind of seeing some of the stuff that Cam Newton did throughout the week as well as on game day. He really is kind of bought in. Um, oh, my. Uh, <laughs> you see, just kind of him be really. Chanel, let go of me. Let go of me. Oh, my God. Oh my we have goodness. a cat interruption That's on the Parker's show. That's Parker's cat, by the way. Chanel. I'm sorry. Shout out I'm to her. Sorry. She grabbed onto no, you're me fine. and started biting me. You're fine. You're good. Um, but yeah, I think a... she knows how the important this episode is. It's the 20, 20th episode. Oh, she done. doesn't understand. She I told her, too. She she wanted a uh, a guest spot, but uh, yeah, uh, just to see so what. So now Cam... you can be on the show next week, okay? Like scram. Okay, I'm talking, Parker. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what he yeah, just able to unite the team? He was in some huddles, kind of did some fist bumps, um, like you said, he did the arm back um, chant, <laughs> and I really like what he's doing. And like you said, he's helped kind of revamp the uh, the fan base a little bit. Now I think it really could help. Um, we saw PJ Walker put up some pretty good numbers, to be honest with you. Uh, only 167 yards, but pretty good completion to uh, pass attempts. And then yeah, Colt McCoy kind of showed again why he's considered still a NFL backup at best. But um, tough loss for Arizona. That's going to hurt them in the standings, uh, seeding wise. But yeah, big win for Carolina. We'll see what they can do with the momentum. How about you, Parker? Yeah, just uh, like Aram said, a weird game. There's been a lot of weird games this week. I think that's the uh, theme of the week is just weird upsets almost. <laughs> um, and in a game that the Cardinals were dead out of the water straight off the bat of the game, and it, it was it was very weird to to watch uh, the the Panthers play with the lead and have their defense just absolutely dominate the opponent and. Um, if the Panthers can somehow ride this Cam Newton wave of of of, of hype to their to their their destination at five and five, they kind of control their own destiny. 
uh, they could, you know, really put some strings, some wins together or, uh, you know, lose out and miss the playoffs. So it's going to be uh, a, a kind of a weird thing to watch in uh, Carolina as the divorce turns into marriage again. So, mm-hmm. yeah, well, uh, moving on. Good win uh, for the, the, the Panthers there. But moving on, uh, we had the Chargers at home uh, losing to the road team, the Vikings. Uh, Tony, didn't know you did, I don't know if you see the. Uh, let me start over. Don't know if you missed this one, but uh, uh, good road performance by the Vikings. Uh, they didn't do much to to kill themselves at the end there, but uh, if you've seen two to three weeks in a row of not good football, expecting that from Justin Herbert and the offense, you kind of expect a little bit more, but uh, nonetheless, good win from the Vikings at, uh, uh, on the road. Definitely, yeah. We we saw some great performances. Kirk had his great numbers. Dalvin on the ground. Justin Jefferson receiving. Rec- receiving. I'm having my own rough God. Uh, Justin Jefferson receiving. Great day for him. And yeah, it just seems like again, like this uh, Chargers offense just seems a little bit out of click. Uh, only uh, below 200 passing yards for Justin Herbert. We don't. We normally see him in at least the two to three hundreds for sure. Um, Greg Joseph with some big kicks for the Vikings and a, a big win uh, despite low, low crazy last couple minutes there um, with the unreal Justin Jefferson catch. And then they kind of had to get a, a fourth down conversion. But yeah, big win for them. They back to just one game under 500. And let's see if they can get the momentum moving on the next week. How about you, Parker? Yeah, this just another, you know, following the, the trend of kind of weird upsets. Um, and and this one was it, it it kind of felt like the Panthers game around where you know once the Vikings kind of took the lead in this game uh, the Chargers kind of fell behind and never really got back into the game so um, agreed and it's it's just a, a kind of a weird a weird game to see you know Justin Justin Herbert and that offense struggle you know as much as they did and uh, props to the Vikings for you know coming in on the road battling through a a tough season so far, and uh, Justin Jefferson. I mean, you throw him the ball, good things happen, and nine receptions, 143 yards, and you balled up. It's funny how we call it a road game, but really, these away teams are starting to dominate, and the, the right. it's not really a good look because they don't really have a lot of home field right. advantage. But uh, I don't know if you guys saw, there was a lot of purple in the stands, so there was. Um, I did see that. Not not good <laughs> if you're a Chargers fan. You don't want to see that. Um, no. But yeah, uh, good win for the Vikings. Happy at least uh, uh, on a Sunday instead of being uh, just in depression for the entire day. In depression. Uh, yeah, so uh, <laughs> good to uh, good to be uh, in a, a good mood uh, on Sunday. But uh, moving on now, uh, we had the Denver Broncos uh, kind of laying an egg uh, in Philadelphia with a strong road win. Uh, Tony, you don't see a lot of teams winning on the road, um, especially an NFC team. Uh, winning on the road at an AFC stadium. And Philly, they just came out and they they played well. They ran the ball well. Jalen Hurts, just, you know, he's managing the the game well. Uh, Two weeks now where he's uh, played really good football. So a big win for them on the road. Definitely. I I think this was a great uh, bend but don't break defense for Philadelphia. Um, Mm -hmm. You see Teddy Bridgewater was 22 of 36 for 226 yards. But I looked at the stats. Denver just one of 11 on third down. So they gave up their yards. But when it came down to the money uh, down, they their defense came up more often than not. Uh, They got a big 
defensive touchdown from Darius Slay on that fumble recovery. Um, it was such a long highlight. I didn't even on the uh, studio update. I didn't even watch him into the end zone. They just kind of cut away as he was running still. But uh, <laughs> that's kind of down. Anyways, uh, so I guess we'll just assume he scored. But <laughs> just kidding. But uh, big day uh, offensively from the Eagles, and honestly, uh, kind of a shocking. Uh, well, honestly, for me, I-, I thought it was a shocking win, but uh, good win for Philly. And again, like I've been saying, see, we'll see if they can uh, carry the momentum in the next week. How about you, Parker? Yeah, I just got three players that I want to highlight, uh, two on the offensive side of the Philadelphia Eagles, and that would be Jordan Howard, who mm. led the Eagles in he's rushing. He's back. He is, uh, he's finding his way back into the league with a, a, a former team that he was on. And uh, Devontae Smith, four receptions, <laughs> 66 yards, two touchdowns. Um, and on the other side of the ball, or the other side of the game for uh, Denver, I, I'm probably going to butcher his name here, but it's Albert Akuiga Bunam, and he yeah, actually fine. led the Broncos with 77 receiving yards. The big tight end over there in Denver. Uh, both mm-hmm. tight ends actually led their team in receiving yards, weirdly. So. Oh, Lord. <laughs> That's kind of a weird situation there. But, uh, yeah, like you guys said, uh, just kind of laid an egg at home, and Philadelphia won big time. So Yeah. Well, a uh, big win for the, the Eagles on the road, and uh, we'll move on. Um, Green Bay, they kind of had a just a good win at home uh, in the cold weather. Uh, this is, I think, one of the, the first games that Russell Wilson has, has ever been shut out. I don't think he's played in a game where he's uh, scored zero points. So, Tony, anything uh, on this game here? Definitely. Uh, yeah, just a combination of a not really good offense kind of in sync and then also Green Bay's defense just really rising up. Um Seven of fifteen on third Seahawks, and uh, like you mentioned, the first game for Russell Wilson where they were held scoreless. Um, he looked all right in his return, I think, but it's still, um, you can kind of see the rust is there, and also just kind of how great this um, Green Bay defense is, uh, and how they can play at home. I mean, like we talked about, uh, Rodgers no touchdowns, and their offense only had seventeen points, yet they still, to be honest, dominated the game. Um, so big, big uh, day from them, and uh, well, more, more questions to be answered for Seattle. Uh, you got any thoughts, Parker, on this one? Yeah, this was another kind of weird game. Very low scoring. Um, Aaron Rodgers didn't really look like uh, Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. and um, he actually did have a passing touchdown yesterday and did have a pick. So kind of a weird game for him. Uh, I think we can say that uh, AJ Dillon has you know, kind of made his presence known. Um, in this league, just very big guy and breaking some tackles. And Russell Wilson just struggled, and uh, with you know defense or Green Bay's defense just so battered, you'd think that he would have taken advantage of that. But mm-hmm. uh, game, and you know uh, the uh, Packers prevail at home, which is uh, not something that's pretty shocking if you are an NFC North fan. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Well, uh, Green Bay, they're just uh, kind of running away with the division. And it's uh, it's actually it's, it's fun to see A.J. Dillon running uh, because he's, he's big and nobody can really take him down. Uh, so, I agree. Uh, the, yeah, the Vikings have a tough test uh, uh, this week, but we'll get into that later. Um, yeah, the Vegas Raiders and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the, the Chiefs are back and the Raiders, I don't know what that was. 
they aren't targeting their the best player. And again, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention fantasy football. I have Darren Waller, and it's frustrating to see Derek Carr not look his way. It just doesn't make sense. You gotta throw the ball to your best players, even though if it's a tight end or not. They they look terrible on offense, and it just you know they weren't throwing to Darren Waller. Maybe that could be it, but um, just not not a good performance at home, Tony. Definitely, uh, very much a underwhelming performance, as you mentioned, Darren Waller. Uh, four catches for 24 yards, so not really um, that much of an impact and when he's supposed to be kind of your number one tight end and whatnot. Just also with his tangibles to be able to be a great receiver slash tight end. But, yeah, wow. This was the Patrick Mahomes show. Um, five touchdowns, over 400 passing yards. Got contributions from everybody. That offense honestly looked unstoppable. I feel like if the game would have kept going, it probably would have gotten worse. They probably would have gotten more than 41 points. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seemed like Las Vegas was kind of out of it, and they kind of just, at, at some point, uh, F this. To be honest, they didn't really seem like they cared anymore. But uh, So I don't really know where they're going to go from here. But uh, the, the Chiefs are back on the uh, trending upwards. I'll use a Parker saying from earlier. They're, they're trending up. Um, and again, if this offense continues to go, I, I don't really see them losing again, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and their defense looks a lot better. But anything you got to add there, Park? I mean, you pretty much covered it. Uh, this team looks night and day better. Uh, we'll call them the big three, just absolutely balled out. Mahomes, Kelsey, and Hill just had a really a, a, a game for the ages. And uh, you could even throw a. Darwin Williams, or Daryl Williams in there, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, he had actually nine receptions, 101 yards, and a touchdown as well, as well as leading the team in rushing yards. So uh, just a very good offensive game and defensive game for the Chiefs, just totally dominating the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, the Chiefs are back, and they kind of show why the, they have a really good offense, and it's tough to stop their best players. So uh, moving on, uh, kind of a shocker. Um, but I'm I'm not surprised because I've seen my team lose in this area in this yeah. stadium before. Um, in prime time, the the Rams go down to the the Forty Niners uh, on Monday Night Football, and the Niners they dominated. Debo Samuel has had such a good year. If it wasn't for Cooper Cup having his year, I would say Debo Samuel has performed probably uh, as the best wide receiver in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, so a big win for the Forty ers They just they the the script they had against the Rams was just unbelievable. <laughs> Running hard. Um, and Jimmy Garoppolo, he's not doing anything to lose his job uh, right now. So he's, he's done a really good job. Um, and just a big win, Tony. Definitely. Uh, just to show how entertaining this game was, uh, I'm on the ESPN uh, Gamecast page of just to show the recap. And the first video is titled, Mickelson Jokes Eli's Golf Swing is Cute. So obviously there's no <laughs> highlights from this game even. That's how bad it was. But uh, yeah, Debo Samuel has made himself uh, a big name guy. Um, Stafford did have some nice, uh, a nice amount of yards, but again, over half of that to one player, Cooper Cup, who had, again, an outstanding performance, but again, when none of your teammates are showing up, as well as not utilizing Odell Beckham, which to be honest, I kind of saw coming, but um, not getting him targeted very much, and yeah, just they they look really bad. I don't. It's mm-hmm. it's kind of just a typical thing where you can have all the great people, but if there's not a lot of chemistry and there's no one's on the right page, then it doesn't really matter. But uh, mm-hmm. anything you got to add about this uh, game, Parker? Yeah, I just want to say that the game started out just like it did last week in uh, Tennessee or against Tennessee for Matthew Stafford, where 
You have a one interception, then followed by a pick six. So <laughs> True. Kind of very just weird circumstances for a lot of you know good teams this week, and uh, just not really a a whole lot. You know, Cooper Cup, one hundred twenty-two yards, but uh, just the amount of times that that the Forty uh, ers ran the ball just kind of crushed them, and they kind of just fell behind early and just kind of had to fight back, and they just couldn't. And Agreed. Just a, a a weird way to end the week. And um, Aram, you you want to finish this week off? Well, yeah, just uh, a good performance from the 49ers. Maybe they're back in the race here, but uh, two bad losses from the Rams in a row. I'm sure they'll take this by a week and do some self scouting and probably get back on track uh, when they play next week. So um, good win for the Niners, and that's gonna close it out, guys. Um, yeah, we'll go over the picks. Yeah, I went five and eight. What about you, Tony? Uh, with, if we're including the Thursday night game, I went to the Miami Baltimore game. I went seven and seven. Okay. And I, I made these. Yeah. yeah. We did not. So That's you went okay. seven and seven. I went five and eight. What about you, Parker? I went six and seven. Six and I'll come, okay. I'll count my son as six and seven then too. Cause I'll, I'll just take out the Baltimore Miami game. Okay. Did you I'll, pick I'll, Miami? No, I picked Baltimore. Okay. Gotcha. Oh. So, once you've seven and six, then don't worry about it. It's fine. Let's just think about it. <laughs> okay, I went seven and seven. Gonna, yeah, we're gonna erase that the Miami <laughs> Baltimore game. Okay, so um, this is gonna be kind of unconventional. We're gonna be fitting um another uh, segment, I guess, just the predictions uh, for next week um into this uh, same episode. But before that, uh, we'll be taking a short break, and we may even include our first uh, sponsorship. Uh, so here we go. And welcome to our first unique segment of a Yeah Guys podcast. I have a special guest with me. And before introducing him, we just have to say that uh, we, we, have a, we have a fun game on our hands here. Uh, we have Clemson hosting Wake Forest, and uh, Clemson can maybe get back into the, the rankings if they win this one. But uh, uh, right now, I have uh, one of my close friends, uh, Josh. Uh, he uh, attends Clemson. He, he's been there for four or five years. Uh, he's been through the ups to the downs. But uh, uh, Josh, we'll let you uh, uh, what you do. All right, cool. Well, first off, thank you guys for having me. Uh, I know I told you all before we started airing, this is my first time doing a podcast. So this is a, a little uh, – it's very exciting for me, actually. So uh, like you mentioned, I'm a senior industrial engineering major here at Clemson. I'm graduating in less than a month. That's uh, exciting. Uh, I can go into depth real quick about my studies. So, like, industrial engineering or uh, systems engineering, depending on who you talk to, they kind of deal with, like, uh, optimizing and improving basically any type of process or a system. And it's really big in, like, the manufacturing world. Although I do think, like, IE, as I like to call it, is probably one of the broadest engineering majors. Um, it's got a lot to do with like improving efficiency and productivity and all that stuff. And a lot of other students that I've talked to kind of like to joke that it's it's like a business degree on steroids because uh, like the decisions that we make within a process, you know, we have to be able to explain those in financial terms as well. Um, but then in the, on the other hand, compared to a lot of the other engineers, uh, they like to give IEs a hard time, call us imaginary engineers, because it's not quite as difficult as uh, a lot of the other engineering disciplines. 
I personally, I just accepted a position as a solutions consultant. So I'll get to travel to different companies and uh, I'll get to help them implement new software and stuff, which is really cool. Uh, getting into like the campus life a little bit. Uh, I think it's really fun. It's it's definitely a smaller college town, which, which isn't for everybody. But I grew up in the upstate of South Carolina, two hours away. So it reminds me of home honestly but with a, a, a lot more to do at least for me um i know that like there was always a saying about clemson that you know clemson family we all get along all this stuff and i thought that was kind of one of those marketing promoting terms that they threw around but after nine semesters here i really do feel like that's that's honestly a real thing with the student body um i will say like it does feel like the overall morale is a little different this season. Like, I guess because of the football program, it's, Mm -hmm. you know, you have a good program when you're seven and three and you feel like you're having a down year. Like, I I think there are a lot of people that are a lot of students that really did come to Clemson for warm weather and good football. And all of a sudden they don't have the, you know, the greatest football that we've had in the uh, past couple of years. But I mean, it's hard to complain, you know. I mean, every we've won the ACC every year since 2015. We've got two natties in that time. And, you know, we've been to the playoffs, I think, every year since 2015 as well. So, you know, it's – like I said, 7-3 and three isn't, uh, isn't bad for many teams, but it, it does seem that uh, – I guess it's – I mean, when 7-3 and three is a bad year, you know, I guess it's – Yeah. Uh, Josh, I, I do have a couple questions. So you you mentioned the right, the campus here. life, yeah, right. the, the campus life for Clemson. Um, right. I, I had a question. So there's been good football players coming out of the program. Um, right. I guess the most recent is Trevor Lawrence. Right. Did you ever even Deshaun Watson? That's crazy. They just had two of the top quarterbacks coming out of a draft from Clemson, which is insane. Have you ever seen? Let's say Trevor Lawrence. Did you ever see him walk in the halls? Oh. Uh, Yes, I did actually. Uh, so, I I'm, I saw him his first semester. He was a early, he was a mid year enrollee, I believe. And I saw him around campus his first semester here. And then, it, I believe it was a year a year ago. So it would have been last fall, or maybe even a semester before that. He had a class in the same building as me, right after me, and so. I would be walking out of class leaving and he would usually be walking in him and Will Sweeney Dabo's son rode a moped together to campus and I also drove a moped so like right as I got on my moped to pull out Will would be coming in with Trevor to take my spot sometimes so I did I did see Trevor a pretty good bit it's it is pretty cool I, I it's like I take the bus on campus you know I drive to campus and then I take the campus shuttle to the classes mm-hmm. and where I shuttle from is over near the football stadium and everything. So it's very common that I will like shuttle and see a bunch of football players on campus. Yeah, that that's, I don't see that kind of brings me to my next <laughs> quick question here. Have there been other kind of NFL players that you've seen in the hallway or just good college football players that, that you remember? Yeah. I ran into Christian Wilkins uh, when he was when he was playing intramural basketball in the gym. Actually, uh, I ran into him before. I'm trying to think of current play. I know I've 
I've rode the bus before with Tanner Muse, I remember. I'm trying to think mm. of who else. I know I've seen Brian Brzee and uh, DJ around. So, Have you seen those star uh, wide receivers, uh, T. Higgins and uh, De- DeAndre Hopkins? I don't know if DeAndre Hopkins. Is no, DeAndre Hopkins is way before. That's, way yeah, I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> what about T. Higgins? I think T. Higgins kind of made it when you were there. Yeah, I I don't know that I ever saw him on campus. A, a side note is a little bit of a fun fact. I actually used to work as a bouncer at one of the bars downtown in Clemson. Mm-hmm. And so it was uh that was interesting because I would get to see a lot of the uh a lot of the football players coming through in the yeah. offseason, which was which was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean and that that kind of just brings us to the their football team. Since you've been there, you've attended I don't know, can can you say that you've attended hundred percent of the home games or kind of what, eighty percent? I would say yeah, eighty to ninety percent is probably fair. I've had student tickets every Every year I've been here, I believe. I think my freshman year, you know, as a freshman, you're kind of lower down on the totem pole. So I think I missed out on a couple tickets my freshman year. And then last year with COVID, uh, they, you know, the the luckiest students got tickets to three out of the six home games. And I, so I did. I got three tickets last year. Um, I, but yeah, I'd say 80% is probably pretty fair. Right. So, I mean, I bet those were memorable because – that they had good football teams since you've been there, and it's it seems like it's coming to an an end for you there at yeah. Clemson. Um, and right. it's, you're going to be attending. I believe they play two home games to end the season, and it's kind of crazy because two more weeks in the college football season. Right. Um, you'll be attending that last game, right? Oh yeah, Wake Forest. I think Wake Forest actually is our last home game this weekend, and then South oh, Carolina okay. is in Columbia. So, gotcha, gotcha. Well, hey, you know. Congratulations for watching uh, four years of good Clemson football. I bet it was. Thank you. It's uh, been fun. Yeah, it's been awesome. Uh, I bet. But uh, I wanted to get your 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 thoughts on the current team this year because this is probably you know it's not probably it's not saying a lot, but this is probably the worst team you've seen. Even though they are seven and three, like you said, are there anything that anything that you see with the team that just off? Is it just because they don't have that quarterback? They don't have that Lawrence. They don't have the uh, Deshaun Watson. What what do you see that's different with this football team? Well, boy, uh, man, where do I even begin? Really, like, I mean, realistically, so I I did like a, the tiniest bit of research before, and I saw that uh, our defense was ranked 11th in the country, and our offense was ranked 107th. Uh, oh my god! You know that's that's. That was based pretty much only on yards per play, but you know the overall sentiment stands. Our our offense is just awful this year for whatever reason, but our defense is like almost championship contender, which is what makes it so like so frustrating to watch them sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, me personally, I think Brent Venables, like the highest paid defensive coordinator in the country, deserves every every penny of his paycheck. Um, but like. Me personally, I don't feel like I can say the same for Tony Elliott. I know he's caught a lot of flack this year. Um, I'll make it known up front. I'm very much not a Tony Elliott fan. Is I he think... their offensive coordinator? Sorry yes. to interrupt you. No, you're fine. Okay. I, I think Tony Elliott and arguably also Jeff Scott, who was our co-offensive coordinator before he left as head coach at South Florida. I, I really think they both somewhat rode the coattails of Chad Morris's offense for a while. 
and I think that that offense is starting to become a little dated, and Elliot honestly just lacks the creativity. I'm I'm not a football expert by any means, but I feel like you know when I'm watching or other students are watching, it it feels our offense just feels very predictable. You know, like we, it feels like we've got about five plays that we're gonna run, and and I feel like when when a casual fan feels like they can, you know, predict what's coming next. Uh, I feel like I'm pretty sure that, you know, defensive coordinators that are making lots of money can, can figure it out as well. <laughs> um, I think a lot of it has to do with poor offensive scheme. That's my opinion. I mean, I also do know that DJ just hasn't played great this year. Uh, like, and that's also very confusing to me because watching him last year when he had to fill in for the two games where Trevor Lawrence was out for COVID, he, he looked great against Boston College and Notre Dame. Um, and I don't know if it's because he's in the spotlight now. Like I've heard his parents are going through divorce, so maybe it's mental. You know, maybe he's got the name, image, and likeness money coming in. I have no idea what's changed him, but he has a cube, uh, a quarterback rating of, 41.2 which is abysmal mm-hmm. and if I'm being honest like I think we have a recruit coming in next year Cade Klubnik and I honestly think he comes in and beats out DJ like I don't know what's changed with him or why but I, I almost I'm to the point where I feel like that he's played so bad that our backup uh, Tyson Pomachon I believe he was a four or five star from Connecticut I feel like Tyson would have beat him out already if he would have gotten well, – I mean, I feel like Tyson would play better if he would have gotten more first-team reps in practice. But I feel like if he could have really kept – stayed away from getting injured as much as he has, I feel like Tyson already could have possibly beaten him out. Um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure – I don't know if it was heard on TV or not, but I'm pretty sure there was like a, a we want Tyson chant at the last game. After DJ threw a pick against UConn, um, kind of like a Caleb Williams and Spencer Rattler situation. <laughs> exactly. I don't think it was quite as vocal, but it was very the yeah it, the. Um, you, we know UConn wasn't a great team by any means, and so for DJ to, at least it felt like he played poorly. Uh, you could tell the fans were definitely frustrated, and mm-hmm. the frustrating thing about that is that even when it like even when it feels like DJ's playing well. He's he's being handicapped by you know either the offensive scheme, or you know he'll have a good game. But we've had games where the wide receivers just have a bunch of drops, you know, which can that really momentum or our offensive line has had their fair share of struggles. So we struggle to establish the run sometimes, and it just seems like for whatever reason we we can't get everything on offense to click at the right time together. Um, and I'll, I mean, I'll also note that, you know, I feel like injuries have been a, a fairly big issue this year for the Tigers, more so than in previous years, really. You know, we lost Brian Breezy and we also lost Justin Ross. He actually in the UConn game and he just declared for the, uh, the NFL draft. But we've got 11 players out. We've got four more that are out against uh, Wake Forest. Tyson Pomachon is listed as doubtful. We've got two players listed as questionable, and then we've got eight more, seven starters, actually, that are listed as probable. So, I mean, the injury report just 
like I feel like you can't ever blame it solely on injuries, but I do feel like they've you know they've had uh, their fair share of you know impacts on the team this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I guess uh, that uh, brings up an interesting point that we can quickly go over the the transfer portal. I you you told me that. Clemson, they, they don't like to use the transfer portal, or at least Dabo doesn't like to use the transfer portal. And, you know, people are saying, I don't know if this is a rumor or anything, but, you know, Spencer Rattler is having issues uh, where he's at. Do you think Clemson, if they, can st- if they uh, continue to see the struggle at the quarterback position, do you think they'll do what you, what you think they'll do with, you know, the recruiting aspect? Or do you think they'll maybe take a, a chance in the transfer portal? What do you think is going to happen? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Dabo got asked about the transfer portal again this week because between injuries and players transferring out, we're depth, I believe, in some some positions. And Dabo finally admit that he would be willing to at least look into the transfer portal. Uh, Interesting. I don't. Uh, I, he's obviously very much not a fan, so I don't believe he's going to go recruiting heavily through the transfer portal. But I, I do, I am glad that he's at least finally willing to look into it because I do believe there's talent mm-hmm. out there. Um, Spencer Rattler, that's a, I don't, that's a good one. That I, I don't know. I feel like Spencer Rattler probably, at least to me, seems like he has some attitude issues and everything. And I'm, I, I don't know that bringing in another big name quarterback is exactly what the uh, the Clemson program needs right now. Uh, I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think he's a good player, but I don't think Davo. That would be something if Davo went straight for the big name, but I I don't think Davo does that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, guess what? Uh, <laughs> nine and one Wake Forest comes to town uh, this Saturday, and yeah. uh, this is basically a, a big must-win for for Clemson. Do, do you see anything? Well, what, what do you see when it comes to this game? Do you think uh, maybe Clemson can maybe find an upset at home here? Well, the interesting thing about that is that according to Vegas, we're the favorites, even even though we're. Uh, Right, like, yeah, it's not an upset. Sorry, Clemson no, is actually favored fine. by four I and a half points. I want to know what Vegas knows, but I don't because I'm not all <laughs> that confident. And I mean, we—I mean, like I said, I'm—it's interesting to me that we're we're four and a half point favorite. You know, we're unranked at home against a tenth ranked Wake Forest team. So I think that's that's pretty interesting. Um, I will say a bit of an aside, but you know, I've I've seen the crew. You know, when I was passing by today, you know, they're getting ready because we're the we're the big noon game this week, you know, and I, I'm i starting to feel the vibe on campus, you know, like there's a big game coming up. There's a lot of people I've seen. There's a lot of interest in students trying to get tickets, trying to get to the game. You know, you can you can just kind of feel it. Um, and so, you know, it is a noon game, but mm-hmm. we, you know, we have home field advantage. Uh, Clemson actually has the longest home winning streak in college football right now. At uh, 33 games, I believe. And so uh, another nice little fun fact is that uh, November 20th is Dabo's birthday. And uh, Clemson hasn't lost a game on Dabo's birthday since he turned two in uh, in 1971. So uh, to be fair, I think we I know where I'm played thinking. all that much on Dabo's birthday. So we haven't had the chance to lose. 
but the record still holds. Dabo's actually one and zero as a head coach on his birth. Uh, his one win on his birthday came against none other than Wake Forest in two thousand. Okay, uh, thirty to ten. Now, <laughs> I will say, I know that Clemson is Clemson is two and eight against the spread, so they're they're tied for third worst in college football. Uh, and you know, I don't. I'm gonna go ahead and make my prediction. I don't want to be a homer, you know. And I, when it comes to my teams, I you know, I try to not let my emotions get the best. I'm I'm gonna say Clemson pulls out a close one in a in a one possession game. I'm gonna say Clemson takes the dub, 24-21. So I'm gonna say we we fail to cover, but we're gonna take a much more important dub, and that's that's what I'm hoping for. But well, now actually, I want to go. Let's go around the table, uh, Tony. If you have any comments. Uh... For our first uh, uh, special special guest, if any, any questions, any comments, and then we'll get your your prediction. So take it away. Yeah, not a problem. First of all, just want to say great job, Josh. That was incredible what you did there. <laughs> great uh, explanation. Pulling out some big facts too. I didn't even. Uh, Aram was saying earlier, TIL. That's our saying today, and I definitely TIL. Oh my gosh, today I learned. Um, definitely, I, I think Wake Forest definitely has a chance of being upset. Um, they've allowed 97 points in the last two games. Uh, so they've definitely, obviously they've gotten a lot of points, but like you mentioned, uh, Clemson is right there. Um, this is really hard because <laughs> I, I really do think like Clemson at home is almost unbeatable, but Wake Forest really like this is kind of their year. Um... You know what? I'll go Clemson on this one. There we go. Okay. You slayed me. I'm going to go Clemson 30 to 24 over Wake Forest. How about you, Parker? Yeah, that's probably going to make me (laughs) the only one one against you guys. And, and, you know, I I don't mean to be, but, you know, um, I just think that it's. It's going to be a, a very close game, but um, I just think that the, the Clemson offense is just going to continue to struggle. Uh, you know, like he said, it's, if it's the scheme, you know, if it's the quarterbacks, if it's just dropping balls, it's just, you know, something every week. And um, I think it, it's going to continue uh, for the time being. And I, I think it's a close game, you know, uh, throughout the whole thing. But I think – Wake Forest you know, scores a late touchdown to win twenty three to seventeen. Okay. Um, honestly, with this game, I'm I'm not trying to cater to the special guest here, but I I think Clemson has a chance to kind of put their name back in, in front here. But uh, obviously, they probably won't be contending for the top spot, but they have a chance to be, be to be uh, ranked again, and uh, I think they can get it done because they've kind of been behind the scenes this whole year. Nobody's no one's really paying attention to them because they've been uh, out of the ranks. They don't have that special quarterback uh, anymore. But I think they can win this game 24-17. And, Josh, I think this is going to be a special, special game for you, Uh, your last game um, attending uh, Clemson. And I think you're going to be watching them uh, win uh, against Wake Forest. So, um, so. yeah, Josh, (laughs) do you have any – any final final thoughts before uh, we let you go here? We appreciate all the insights you gave us, and uh, we'll get you get you back here at another time. And uh, we know that uh, you're passionate about the Dolphins as well, so we'll we'll get you on yeah. talking about the Dolphins. I here mean, we do you, do we want to do the Dolphins game? We can certainly do that, uh, Josh. Well. Real quickly, real real quickly, um, the Dolphins 
just played probably their best game <laughs> of the year last year. Um, last what year? You, or, sorry, week. last week. Last week. My fault. My fault. Uh, <laughs> they did so much to just confuse Lamar Jackson, and now they got the Jets. So, uh, do you think that was an anomaly uh, last week, or do you think uh, we got something brewing here? I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs, but what, what do you think? Yeah. Playoffs is a stretch for sure. I, I definitely think something <laughs> seemed to uh, <clears throat> something seemed to change. Uh, I believe it was in that Texans game the week before, and I think the Ravens game was kind of like the defense just amping up a little bit. So I, I think the defense is kind of finding their uh, their rhythm or their uh, I don't know how to explain it. You know, they're figuring out who they are, and I think the defense is kind of growing into their own. Uh, so I think the defense is definitely uh definitely something to contend with. I know we haven't been great so far this season, but I, like I said, I do think they're they're on the right track. The interesting thing to me is again with the offense, the fact that the fact that Tua was healthy enough to be on the sideline, but <laughs> he wasn't <laughs> healthy enough to be the starter. But then when Jacoby Brissett gets hurt. He's he's okay to come in as a backup, like like right. that's, I don't know. That's that's an interesting situation, but uh, I mean, I'm definitely confident. You know, against against the Jets, I like our chances. Well, what's the score? What's your score prediction? Uh, you know what? Let's go. We'll go with like 34, 34 Okay. Well, I guess we'll go to Tony then. Tony, what do you think about this one? <laughs> Definitely. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm in agreement with Josh. I think Miami's going to keep the momentum kind of rolling. I, I like what I saw there. And Tua coming in relief, he looked pretty solid. Um, so I'm going to – I think it's going to be a little bit closer, but I think Miami ekes out a 21-16 uh, to 16 win. How about you, Parker? Yeah, uh, first off, before I uh, talk about this game, I just want to ask Josh um, – do you, you know, did you buy into any of that, you know, Deshaun Watson uh, trade rumors? Oh, my God. Or, that, or do you think it's all just smoke and mirrors? That one that one pulled on my heart a lot because obviously I have my Clemson biases. <laughs> right. So mm-hmm. I obviously love Christian Wilkins and everything. And so as a football fan, part of me says, like, you know, Deshaun Watson as a quarterback, just as a quarterback, it would be nice. I I do think there was probably some legitimacy to the rumors, even if it was just, you know, the owner sending out, you know, a random, you know, hey, how do we feel about it? You know, there might have been some some truth to it. I, I don't think it was worth it. I, I'm, I'm glad we didn't because, like I said, although I think Deshaun is a, a great quarterback, Mm-hmm. I feel like the Dolphins would have handicapped themselves so hard in what they would have had to give up to acquire him. And I think that a lot of the Dolphins' issues run so much deeper than just the quarterback that, you know, he really wouldn't have fixed all of our problems. So, And uh, that's going to lead into my next question, which is <laughs> do, you th- do you still believe in Tua or if the Dolphins had a high enough pick and <clears> – <throat> Uh, you know, one of the uh, top quarterbacks coming out this year were available, or you know, even a top free agent quarterback. Uh, would you rather have someone else that is a, a potential option, or is is Tua the guy? Well, 
if I'm not mistaken, we traded away our first round pick to the Eagles when we traded up for Jalen Waddle last year. So I don't even know if we have a first round pick. Oh this year. snap! Mm-hmm. Um, oh well, yeah, the catch. Eagles have like three or something like that, don't they? Mm-hmm. I think so. Okay, uh, but even so, I I'm okay with Tua. I'm okay with riding it out for whatever reason. I feel like a lot of people have come to expect that you know rookies are supposed to come in and you know. Lamar Jackson light it up and just, yeah. you know, and I feel like, you know, rookies are more likely to pull a Josh Allen where it takes, you know, around a few years. Right, mm-hmm. right. And so I think, like, obviously, you know, Tua might not have the strongest arm. He might not be the biggest guy, and you can't exactly teach physicals, you know, attributes. But I definitely think he's, he's progressing. I mean, he still has yet to make – you know, 16 or 17 starts as a quarterback, I believe. So I, I definitely think he may not be, you know, the next Dan Marino by any means, but I definitely think he can be a, a good enough game manager for us in the years to come. We just need to give him a little more time. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely um, agree with you on the point where uh, – expecting rookies to to come in and you know throw for four thousand and you know be like <laughs> yeah. like like justin herbert was and and you know that always doesn't happen sometimes you don't have the talent around you he stepped into a a very talented team um and you know the the coaches could be uh problematic and you know i think uh brian flores i i think he's a really good you know defensive minded guy i i i don't know who the offensive coordinator is but well, we have Do two, think... actually. So. You have two. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. What kind of system are they running in Miami? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like, would you want someone else to be taking over, like, the offense and let Flores worry about the defense? Because, you know, honestly, the, the defense is not the problem. You know, like you said, I, I feel like they, you know, always have been pretty sturdy, and it's just the offense is struggling for some reason, uh, whether it's the offensive line or – Lack of uh, talent, but right. I'm I'm definitely cool with uh with letting Flores handle the defense. I'm I'm not a huge fan. We currently have George Gatti and Eric Studsville as our co-offensive coordinators, which I mean, I'm, again, there is a court. I mean, Clemson did have co-offensive coordinators. You know, you have your run game and your pass game coordinator. Right. Um, usually, one of them takes the bulk of the play calling, but. I'm not a huge fan of the whole co-offensive coordinator system. Like I'm, I'm not a fan of it. But then I also think that you know, two has also had what he's been in the league two or three years, and he's had three or four offensive coordinators or something. It's so, right. So like that's like a recipe that just doesn't add up to success. Right. If I if I if you guys don't mind me jumping in, it's kind. Of, I think it's kind of the same situation with with Trevor Lawrence. He doesn't really have a guy right. that he can depend on when it comes to scheming other teams, preparing to play other NFL teams. I, it's kind of sad to see what's going on in Jacksonville. Honestly, like some of these rookies are just like getting let out to dry. Out to dry. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I think Tua's kind of experienced that as well. Um, Definitely, with like the whole thing last year with the switcheroo, with putting them in, taking them out, putting them in, taking mm-hmm. them out. I mean, right. I don't understand sense. how you can run an offense like that. Exactly. So, Parker, I don't think you gave us your – No, I didn't. Um, <laughs> my uh, my score prediction is 24 
two thirteen. Uh, the oh. Dolphins, you know, pick up the win on the road. I had twenty four fourteen. Wow. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Joe Joe Flacco starting, by the way. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Flacco is starting. So. Oh gosh, it's How just, just travesty in New York. <laughs> Goes back to being a travesty. Um, well, Josh, you know that was that was awesome. It was great to have you on, buddy. Um, great insight. Um, you you're you were our first official special. So, um, you know we'll we'll get you on a few times more. Should be fun. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, anything. Anything else you want to go over, Josh? Uh, I mean, I'll throw in this one more uh, quick little fun fact that I found uh, on Twitter Ooh. recently. Go um, ahead. Clemson is 70-1 and one under Dabo Sweeney when rushing for at least 200 yards. And Wake Forest is currently allowing 201 okay. yards per oh, game. Okay. I, yep. <laughs> My pick is definitive. I'm going so, Clemson, uh, baby. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you with the backs again? Good. <laughs> on that one. You're but, ready for them to be back in the rankings. I love it. I, I hope so, man. I'm <laughs> hope. Yeah. Well, that's gonna do it for this. Thank you again for being on a Yeah Guys podcast, yep. and uh, we are gonna continue on with our show. All right. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you for for coming. We'll definitely have you back. And welcome back to a Yeah Guys podcast. Uh, we are going to be going through these games pretty quickly here. It's going to be a speed round of both college and NFL action. We'll start with uh, week 12, uh, just two more weeks left, but uh, week 12 of college football. Uh, we'll start with a big game, uh, Tony, seven Michigan State um, at Ohio State, who is uh, fourth ranked. But uh, another big game for Ohio State here, uh, two in a row happened here. Definitely. I think we have some big days from Kenneth Walker as well as C.J. Stroud and uh, Ohio State's receiving core. Uh, I have Ohio State winning, though, uh, just since they're at home. Uh, 31-28. How about you, Parker? Yeah, I've also got um, Oklahoma. Ohio State winning uh, 35-24. to Same way with you guys. I'm 36-24, Ohio State University, C.J. Stroud, and those uh, weapons will be on fire. Um, and that is going to move us on. Uh, Iowa State, uh, Tony, is going to be visiting 13th-ranked o- Oklahoma. Uh, you got to think that Oklahoma won revenge for what happened last week uh, against Baylor. But, uh, yeah, take it away. Agreed. I think they'll, uh, I think they'll play a lot better. Um, Iowa State's a very stingy, proud team, but I think Oklahoma at home will have a lot to prove, like you said. So I have uh, Oklahoma winning 28-17. to 17. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's actually really close. I actually have it being twenty-seven to seventeen. Wow! Um, and a win for Oklahoma. I think that they uh, get uh, you know back straight at home. I think Oklahoma is going to kill Iowa State, fifty-six to seventeen. That is what wow. it, well, I just wrote that down. I'm not sure why I did, but I did. Mm. Um, <laughs> moving on. Twenty-first <laughs> um, ranked Arkansas at Bama. Um, Arkansas just made it back into the rankings, but uh, Tony, you got to think Alabama's got this one here. Definitely. I think Alabama is a statement game at home. I think Arkansas does keep it a little bit close. I think they play better than they would at like their game against Georgia. So I'd say uh, Bama went in 38 13. How about you, Parker? Yeah, um, I just think it's the it's kind of the, the wrong week for uh, to come back into the rankings because they mm-hmm. got to play Bama just to go right back out again. So, uh, I think you know Bama wins uh, pretty big here. I think they win thirty-eight to uh, twenty, uh, thirty-eight to twenty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm taking another blowout. I'm gonna say forty-four thirteen Bama. Um, 
moving on. <laughs> maybe <laughs> uh, maybe I'll be uh, wrong on those two, but we'll see. Uh, Cincinnati, uh, Tony, they're ten and zero. Um, they've had such a good season. Uh, I don't really expect that to end here. I think they'll they'll they'll, they'll win big. But what do you think? Agreed. I think SMU will give a good test. They have a really amazing uh, quarterback and offense, but yeah, I think Desmond Ritter just has enough for Cincinnati, and I think they win 31-24 over SMU. How about you, Parker? Yeah, um, I've got a, a pretty close game. Um, I got uh, Cincy keeping their undefeated season alive by uh, winning by a score of 24-20. to Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm there with you guys as well. I don't think SMU has the firepower. I'm going to say 35-30 Cincy, um, and that's going to that's gonna move us on to uh, Pittsburgh. Um, Tony, uh, although they had a couple of uh, just weird losses, I, you got to think that Virginia doesn't have enough to beat Pittsburgh on the road here. Agreed. I think we've seen how great uh, Kenny Pickett is and what uh, he's doing is – or excuse me, and what he has been doing is making him a really good uh, quarterback prospect. Um, so I Pittsburgh went in forty-one to twenty-seven. How about you, Parker? Yeah, I'm on your side as well as Tony. Um, I think uh, Pittsburgh wins big at home, thirty-four to twenty-one. A big performance from Mister uh, Kenny Pickett. Yeah, I'm uh, with you guys. Pittsburgh winning big here, thirty-eight twenty-six. Um, moving mm. on. Yeah, to uh, kind of a good game uh, out of nowhere. You guys probably never expected this to start the year. UTSA at home against UAB. Uh, Tony, I don't really know too much about these teams. Uh, maybe you can give me some insight. Definitely. Uh, let me find their thing real quick here. Oh, yeah. So their quarterback, uh, Frank Harris, 20 touchdowns, five interceptions, over 2,300 passing yards on the season. Oh, yeah, on the season. San Antonio is having a magical historic season they're 10 and 0 uh i have a i think they're gonna hold on and win here even though uab is a very worthy opponent i think they win 27 24 how about you parker yeah i'm on the same track as you tony 27 uh the thing is is i got them scoring just three three less points i got it being 27 to 21 and they are keeping their undefeated record again a big home win for utsa Mm. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Thank you, Tony, for being on the spot there. Um, I'm going to say a close one, 34-31 UTSA uh, with the win. That's going to take them to 11-0 and in my prediction, so I guess we'll see. Uh, next one, we got uh, Baylor um, after their big win at home at Kansas State. This will be a good game, I think. Um, maybe a potential upset here, Tony. What do you think? Very possibly. Kansas State has some really good people on their uh, offense um, they got a quarterback that uh, has thrown for just under 1,700 yards um, on the season. So definitely uh, that. And then also a great running game with uh, Deuce Vaughn. But uh, I think Baylor's going to win this uh, this game. I think their offense looked pretty great. And I think it's going to look even better this week, to be honest with you. But I have Baylor 38-27. Uh, to 27. How about you, Parker? Yeah, uh, this team, uh, Baylor, kind of up and down throughout this season, but um, I think that they're going to win and prove to nine and two, and uh, they're going to win thirty to twenty-two. Kansas State, K State, still a, a pretty uh, pretty good team, so uh, definitely uh, still in contention for a, a bowl game this year. Yeah, um, woo, woo, woo. I'm going to take an upset here, guys. Um, yeah, 34-24 Kansas State at home. Um, I think Baylor is just on a good, big, big, big track right here, but I think it comes to an end just temporarily here this week. Uh, yeah. Ooh. Thanks. Um, and moving Thanks. on. Yeah. Uh, Oregon, three-ranked Oregon going to 23-ranked Utah. 
Tony, um, Utah is minus three on this one. This could be an upset here. Agreed. I was thinking the same thing. This is going to be my woo-woo-woo upset of the week. Uh, Utah has some special people on offense. Uh, a, guy, a guy named Tavion Thomas, unbelievable uh, running back, 14 touchdowns over 750 yards. He uh, played really spectacular a couple weeks ago. Um, I think they get the win here, 34-31 over Oregon, and they go down. How about you, Parker? Yeah, this is going to be my also woo, 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 wow. upset of the week. Uh, looking at their stats, you guys, this is one of the more evenly ranked games uh, mm-hmm. this this week. Um you know, in, in total yards, Utah is 60th and Oregon is 55th. So only a wow. five five difference there. And in total yards on defense, uh, the uh, Utah uh, team is actually 111th and um, Oregon is 138th. So they are actually better um, on defense than uh, Oregon is. And also third down efficiency, just want to you know, rank this one. Oregon 11th in the country and Utah is 37th. So still kind of uh, that could also decide, uh, decide this game. But uh, to, to combat that, Utah um, on third down on, on defense is 108th in the country, which is better than um, Oregon's, which is 178th in the country. So uh, some, some stats for you guys. Uh, I think Utah is going to win this game 31 to 30 in a nail biter. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to say uh, Utah, they score a lot of points. I don't trust Anthony Brown the situation, honestly. 45-30 Utah. Wow. Yeah. I think it's going to be a fun game. Nice. So, yeah, moving no, on. Uh, at Texas Tech. Uh, that we're predicting. <laughs> uh, Tony, what do you think is going to happen here? Definitely. I have tech, or I, oh my God, sorry. I have Oklahoma State winning this one. I think their offense is just a little bit better. And I think their defense, even though Texas Tech has a really explosive offense, I think uh, their defense will find ways because we've seen that time and time again. So I have Oklahoma State winning a, a high scoring game 35 31. How about you, Parker? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I also have um, Oklahoma State winning against Texas Tech. I think it's going to be, like, what did you say, 35-21? 35-31. Uh, All right, yeah, I have them scoring 35 as well, but I think that they're going to have 28 points. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm with you guys. Uh, OK State, I think, is going to take the victory. 36-30. OK State, and uh, that's going to – Close the door on the college football realm very quickly, um, and that's oh, going to yeah. open it up for the, the NFL here. Um, sure. So we'll, we'll start. Uh, we actually won't get the Thursday night game because it's already uh, going in progress, but I'm sure we all would have picked the Patriots. Am I right? Yes. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll just cross that one out. We'll go to the next one. We'll do uh, Indianapolis at Buffalo. Uh, two, I believe, uh, teams that have just um, won the last few game but i think buffalo we got to watch out for something here uh real quickly buffalo's offensive line is very depleted at the moment uh so josh allen will be running for his life but he makes plays uh so i think uh, that'll kind of uh, bring the, the the buffalo bills to, to victory but uh, first tony what do you think about it definitely i think this should be a pretty even game um i think josh allen needs some pretty big contributions from Devin Singletary, their running back, as well as some receiving help with uh, Stefan Diggs. And I think if they do get that, my prediction is Buffalo 24 to 20. How about you, Berger? Yeah, I also have Buffalo winning. Uh, I think that, 
you know, as you said, Aram, their their offensive line is is uh, depleted, but they can still make plays. I got them winning thirty one to twenty three. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna say twenty seven twenty Buffalo. Uh, they're just too good at home. I think uh, that's gonna that's gonna move us on here. Uh, Parker, your Chicago Bears uh, will be at home uh, hosting the uh, Baltimore Ravens, but uh, Tony, we'll start with you. Uh, what do you think is going to happen in this game? Definitely. I think, again, kind of similar. It's going to be a, a pretty close game. I think pretty uh, back and forth. But I think Baltimore and Lamar, I just I just trust them a little bit more. Unfortunately, I think Justin Fields does have a good day. But I think Baltimore gets the win 23-17. Uh, how about you, Parker? Yeah, um, as much as I would love to pick the Bears this weekend, uh, it's just kind of hard to pick against Lamar. And um, they, it's kind of a, a cool game for, you know, Fields to uh, play against Lamar and to kind of, you know, I don't know, you could call it similar off, you know, similar kind mm-hmm. of uh, running Styles. types. But um, mm-hmm. I think Fields has a way better arm, if you ask me. But um, definitely. Uh, yeah, I think that the that you know Baltimore picks up the picks up the win, and you know it's going to be a hard fought game, pretty close as you know Chicago always makes it. Uh, news out of Chicago this week: they signed Bruce Irvin, so uh, helping with that pass rush, uh, which is kind of depleted without Mac there. So I think that uh, Baltimore is going to win this game, uh, twenty-one to uh, no, we'll go a little bit higher. We'll go twenty-six to twenty-one. Uh, yeah, I'm with you guys. Um, honestly, I think it's going to be a good game. I think both teams will compete, but at the end, I think Baltimore is going to get the victory 24-17, um, and that will move us on to Cleveland, where uh, they may have Nick Chubb, uh, but if not, they do have uh, Dearness Johnson, a, a pretty good backup. And uh, Tony, it looks like Tim Boyle might start for, for Detroit. Uh, if that's the case, you know, what, what do you think is going to happen here? <laughs> I've never heard of that man. Yikes. But, uh, <laughs> yikes. Uh, yeah, yikes. Uh, I have Cleveland winning this one. I did give, I did say Detroit was going to score 20, but I think Cleveland's going to score more. So I think uh, Cleveland wins this one 31 to 20. How about you, Parker? 31 20. Yeah, I think it's going to be, you know, a lot like that. Uh, 34 17. Uh, mm-hmm. Just, you know, Detroit is going to start another losing streak. Uh, <laughs> With this loss here, yeah, something else. <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, yep, I, I, I think so too. It's going to be bad. Thirty-four, thirteen, Cleveland. Um, and we'll move on. Uh, thank goodness. Um, Titans at home against the the Texans. This should be probably a laugher, but who knows? It's the NFL. Uh, Tony, what do you think is going to happen here? True. Yeah, I think this is going to be a uh, this is going to be a, a game changer uh, at the end of the third quarter, or uh, mm-hmm. like they're they're going to change games. So, uh, Tennessee, thirty-four, nine. It's my score. Thirty-four to nine. Yeah, I like it. Uh, yeah, I think Tennessee wins this one big as well. I got it being thirty-five to seventeen. Okay. I just, I, I honestly, I put thirty-four. I put thirty to twenty. I just don't trust the Texans to score points at all. I'm gonna say they get maybe two touchdowns. Let's say thirty to fourteen, uh, Titans. Um, and yeah, the Titans uh, win at home. Yeah. Uh, moving on. We got uh, the Packers at the Vikings, NFC North uh, division matchup here, Tony. Um, kind of big if the Vikings win, but uh, probably not. Uh, what do you think? Definitely. I think this would be a huge win for the Vikings. Unfortunately, um, Aaron Rodgers is still playing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so If it was Jordan Love, then yeah. But I, I just, man, oh, man, what he does, it's incredible. But uh, I have Green Bay winning 28-24. to 24. They eke out a win. How about you, Parker? Yeah, um, I think, you know, just – I mean, we all know we're all 
we are all Aaron Rodgers B word in this division, no matter who, if no matter who doesn't want to admit that or not. Uh, at the end of the day, all of us, Detroit, Chicago, and Minnesota are all Aaron Rodgers B words. So I think he's gonna can he and he 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 owns us as he would say. So thirty four to twenty three, uh, I think Green Bay wins on the road to Minnesota. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I, I think the Packers win. Um, maybe there's a potential for Mike Zimmer to have his good game against Aaron Rodgers, which he usually does. Honestly, he doesn't do bad against Rodgers. He, I think they won last time they played him, but I don't think it's going to happen here. Uh, 34-27, uh, Green Bay on the road with a win, uh, and that should uh, move us on here to Philadelphia where uh, uh, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles will be hosting uh, no more Drew Brees, no more Jameis Winston. It's Trevor Simeon. Um, and with that being said, Tony, do you think Nolens has a chance here? I think they keep it close, but I, I think uh, what I saw from Philadelphia this past week, uh, if they get those same contributions, I think they win this game. And there's just, like I was mentioning, uh, the Nolens, Nolens, their offense really struggled there until the fourth quarter against Tennessee. So I think uh, Philadelphia wins 24-18. to 18. How about you, Parker? Yeah, I'm I'm with you guys there. I got Philadelphia winning uh, 28 to 17, uh, and, and kind of a, a weird kind of offensive game. But um, you just can't really expect much with you know Trevor Simeon quarterback. Yeah, uh, guys, I'm gonna take an upset here. I'm gonna say that Sean Payton doesn't like losing, and I don't think he's gonna lose this game. I don't think he'll accept that. They have a good defense. I'm gonna say 23 21. Uh, Saints Ooh. on the road. Yeah, I think they find a way to get it done somehow. I guess we'll see. Uh, the Panthers <laughs> with Cam Newton uh, at home against Washington against his old coach, Ron Rivera. Uh, Tony, take it away. Definitely. I think, uh, you know what? I'm going to go off of what I said earlier. I think Car- uh, Cam Newton has inspired this Carolina team again and make them kind of believe. So I'm going to say Carolina continues the momentum. There's someone blowing, but uh, Carolina <laughs> wins this game 24-10. Uh, to 10. Over Washington. How about you, Parker? Yeah, I think that uh, they're going to ride this kind of Carolina wave, uh, Cam Newton Carolina wave, uh, Camelina, as, as you guys would say. But uh, Keep it going. I like it. Let's see. Uh, I got uh, Carolina winning. Uh, let's go 28 to uh, 17. Hmm. Yeah, that's very close to me. I say 24-16. I think uh, Carolina, they win a gritty game at home. Uh, and that's going to move us on to Jacksonville, where San, Fran- where, uh, San Francisco will be visiting. Um, Tony, you got to think San Francisco takes us after their um, just thrashing of the Rams at home. But, uh, yeah, take it away. Agreed, yep. I think uh, San Francisco continues their momentum in Jacksonville. Just you know, They don't look in sync. So I think that continues. Uh, so I have San Francisco 23-13. to 13. How about you, Parker? Yeah, this is a kind of a weird game. Um, San Francisco – can run the ball, and I think that they're gonna, you know, continue to do that. I think that they're gonna win, uh, twenty-eight to uh, thirteen. Yeah, I think this is the biggest six San Francisco. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so this is actually an coming up here. The Vegas Raiders uh, will be hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. It's probably the most even game on the schedule, or maybe one of the most even games. But uh, yeah, what do you think is gonna happen here? Definitely. I think, uh, to be honest, I think Las Vegas is still a little bit in shambles off of what happened Sunday night. Uh, so I have Cincinnati winning this one. Joe, Joe, Joey Burrow gets the thing, gets their offense going again. 
It's the thing. It's their offense going again. You're doing great. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, 30 to 21 is my Mm -hmm. prediction. Wow, Tony. That's crazy. I literally just wrote that down like two seconds ago. Good Lord. 30 30 to 21. Uh, Yeah. The Cincinnati Bengals win. (laughs) Hopefully, Jamar Chase goes off because I would really like that. Hmm. Yes, sir. I think he will. I think he will, Parker. I'm going to say 33 23 Cincinnati on the road. The Vegas Raiders. They just don't want to throw to Darren Waller, and that's just great. Uh, actually, we got, we got a fun one. <laughs> we got a fun one here. Uh, Kansas City at home against Dallas. I don't think I remember the, the last time these team, these uh, two teams played. I think it was uh, back in Dallas. Um, but uh, here it's in yeah, here it's in Kansas City. Uh, Tony, what do you think is going to happen? Interesting game here. I think it's going to be a back-and-forth thriller between uh, Dak and um, Mahomes. Sorry. <laughs> Tried his name for a second there. Good Lord. Uh, but I think Kansas City wins this game just the way their offense looks. Oh, my goodness. The way that it looked the other night. Wow. So much creativity, so much success. Kansas City, 38-34. Uh, yeah. How about you, Parker? Yeah. Uh, this, it's, it, this is a really tough one. Um, Should be fun. Man, oh, man. Uh, Dallas and, and Kansas City. This one is probably the game of the week. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yep, game of the I week. I think it's one of the game of yeah. I, I it's probably the game of the game of the week. I don't know if you look yeah. at some of the teams. Some of the games aren't very really, very good. Probably yeah. Vegas, Cincy might be up there as well. Green Bay, Minnesota. Um, but yeah, I think I got. Oh man, this is tough. I think I got Kansas City winning thirty-four to thirty-one. All right. Yeah, I'm oh, gonna say thirty-one. Yeah, very weird game. Should be fun. 31-25. I think it's going to be a fun offensive game. Mm-hmm. Uh, 31-25. Uh, and that's going to move us on. Uh, Tony, your Seattle Seahawks need to get back in the win column, and so does Arizona, honestly, uh, after a bad showing at home last week. But, uh, yeah, take it away. They really do. Uh, I'm going to pull your strat, and I'm going to speak it into fruition. I think Seattle gets uh, a bounce-back week here at home. I think Russell's going to play a lot better in their defense um, again, didn't play bad last week, but I think their defense plays even better. So I think Seattle wins this uh, 21-17. How about you, Parker? Yeah, if if Murray can can play, I think that you know they obviously have a way better chance of winning. But <laughs> I think I you know Russ is going to settle in back at home this week, and I think that you know this is going to be my upset of the week in the NFL. Uh, Seattle wins 28 to 20. Ooh, mm, I'm. I'm I'm with you guys. I'm, I'm taking Seattle too. <laughs> nice. I'm, I'm taking Seattle too. I think uh, Wilson is not happy with what happened. I think he's gonna throw all over the the Cardinals here. Thirty twenty one Seattle and uh, yeah. Yeah. football where Pittsburgh probably led by Mason Rudolph. Yuck. Uh, at LA, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I had to squeeze that in there. I had to. Um, Yuck. Yeah, playing the Chargers. Uh, Tony, you got to think that the Chargers need to win this one, man. They really need this one. They really do, unless they uh, want to be 500. So uh, right. I'm taking the Chargers. I think Herbert plays much better, and I think their defense gets a couple more plays than we saw last week. So I have the Chargers winning 27-21. How about you, Parker? 
Yeah, uh, I think um, Mr. Mason Rudolph is still suffering some effects after getting his head <laughs> smashed in a few years ago. Uh, oh, and, no. <laughs> I, I think uh, that uh, he, he just doesn't look <laughs> very good out there. So I think he also that, took a uh, huge hit last week. He took a <laughs> massive hit. He did. Oh, I forgot about that one with uh, Eric Thomas as well a few years ago. We had to get his face mask taken off. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for him, it's geez. not funny we don't condone injuries here we don't though. condone yeah, injuries and we don't laugh at injuries okay. moving on uh, I think that the Chargers win this game that being said uh, 30 to uh, 18 yeah um, I am with you guys um, this is a, a, a head scratcher you could say uh, head smasher I'm kidding uh, 31 21 Chargers uh, moving on <laughs> Uh, the Giants uh, on the road at Tampa Bay on Monday Night Football. Tony, Tampa Bay needs to get uh, back in the winning column and uh, another fun, great game where we'll see the Giants. You woohoo. Uh, maybe they get Saquon back, but uh, take it away. Definitely. I'm going to be honest. I forgot to write this one down, but thankfully I got my app right here. Yeah, thanks for bringing that because I would have forgot. Uh, I think Tampa Bay, they get their offense back. I think this is a great opponent to kind of bounce back on. Um, you know, you, you could say last week they took an L, but uh, this night they will bounce back. <laughs> bounce back. This 20th episode is our greatest ever. Oh, it is. Love the dad jokes. Uh, yeah, so I think Tampa Bay uh, wins this one. I'll say um, 28 to 14. How about you, Parker? Yeah, I got uh, Tampa Bay winning this one as well. Monday Night Football, kind of a uneventful Monday Night Football game. I mean, the Giants are just kind of a weird team uh, mm-hmm. right now. But I think that the uh, Tampa Bay will will win this game, thirty five to twenty. Tom Brady, forty whatever years old he is, just dominating the league. So it's just very just nuts to see him just playing at the level that he is right now. Amen. Yeah, uh, I'm with you guys. Although Tom Brady may have a kryptonite with the Giants, um, I yeah, think it's kind of weird. Went... I think that they lost <laughs> to them last year as well. Yeah, I think so yep. too. Um, so I, I think uh, Tom Brady gets back here. Thirty-eight twenty-seven. The door on the twentieth episode. Ooh, Ooh that that was that a, was a long. That one. was a good one. That was. Yeah. Um. Thank you guys. Uh, thank for, you for being there. Um. Twenty episodes down. Down the hatch and a lot more to come. Um, mm. This one is quite the special one. Uh, Tony, any closing remarks? Just thank you guys for listening and coming along in this journey. It's been fun with with my two co-hosts to, to be doing this week in and week out. And I'm glad to finally make an episode back again here. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully uh, we can keep it going. Thanks, guys. Uh, we, it's, it's just it's fun to have guests on, too. Uh, as we did in this episode. So we're going to try to, you know, get some more guests on. I don't know uh, what, what kind of you know avenues we have to look down or search on, but uh, we'll, we'll try to get some, uh, you know, different ver- variety of, of fans and, and guests on the show. It's always keeping it, uh, you know, different. Right. I agree. This is just the start of what could be uh, very fun uh, times for us here on a Yeah Guys podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed <laughs> listening to us. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I hope you guys uh, enjoy. We got some turkey games coming up soon, so that should be awesome. Yeah, we do next week some three yeah. Thursday games. All right, mm-hmm. we got the turkey turkey games. Yeah, and I just oh wow, watching the game right now. The NFL just put a commercial for the Bears and Lions. So Parker, that's incredible. You'll oh, be watching your Bears. Oh, we yeah. are playing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they'll be playing. The I mean, I take this like a week at a week at a time. I mean, <laughs> same here, I same tell here, you buddy. 
I don't if I couldn't tell who tell you who we're playing in two weeks. Right. Or three weeks, weeks, you know? Same here. Same here. <laughs> but uh all right guys. Um that has been another edition of the Yeah Guys Podcast, the twentieth episode of the Yeah Guys Podcast. We will see you guys on the twenty first episode. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.